Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Welcome to the Marketing Money Podcast. We're back again on a very rainy week in the city of Tupelo. And maybe the, the rain has let up today. I see a little sunlight through the window. I don't know what to do with it. We got people like flooding in other areas, like really like bad flooding, but it's um We haven't introduced ourselves yet. So this is John Oxford if you're listening to it, and I'm sitting here with Josh Mabus. Hey. And you should know that if you're listening, but if you didn't, then, uh, well, there you go. The big thing on the internets this week seems to be the Kentucky Fried Chicken malfunction. With a lack of chicken, they rewrote... In England. In, in England. And uh, over in England, they did, where they're a little looser with their uh, advertising parfaits. <laughs> you know what? You bring up parfaits. So, so I have to digress from it. We're talking about KFC. This is really weird. Of course, John and I are very similar. We don't have to talk to, for stuff, but... Going up to the KFC counter as a kid, I always wanted to get one of the parfaits. Do you remember those, like with chocolate pudding yeah. and like gray, and like it had a little tin top on it? What happened to those? Well, you know, we were too wealthy to ever eat at KFC, but some <laughs> of my friends used to tell me about that. Yeah, okay. So, hey, unless it had a white tablecloth on it, I never went there to eat. Yeah, it just I you just happen to know about those parfaits. I, yeah, because you know, you you always wanted those that, when you could get them. But John's I, of the 1%. 1%? I'm the point zero zero one percent Anyway, so KFC changed their <laughs> initials to FCK. You can allude to what they meant by that. Write it down. If you can't, yeah. if, if, if you're not getting it, write down FCK. And you can think of what it is because they ran out of chicken, and when you're a chicken restaurant that runs out of chicken, that ain't cool. Yeah. And so, uh, but they cut, they tried to do some, but it, from what I could tell, like people were like, it was they, they a town. It was, funny. it was a town yeah. out of chicken though. Like you couldn't, it was a chickenless town. <laughs> Chicken ta- chickenless town. Anyway, and so people were driving around looking for the... For chicken? Yeah, enough to, to <laughs> take out a full-page ad. Yeah, so anyway, I'm sure if you're listening... Something you couldn't do You've in probably already seen it on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or something. And, and Anyway, it was risque. However, I think it was successful because it got talked about a lot and... I, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I just walked out of a of a job interview, not for me being interviewed for a job. Wait, you're leaving your agency? <laughs> I'm leaving. Hey guys, two weeks notice, a lot of room at the top. Um, <laughs> the uh, interviewing a person to work for us and um, interviewee, interviewee. I was an interviewer, and uh, we were just talking about honesty. Like, you know, what happens when something messes up? Like, how do you respond? And I said honestly, and and that gets more traction than anything else. They they use some terminology that we probably couldn't use here in the states because let's face it, people are way too sensitive most of the time. No, and um, they clucked up. Yeah, they did. And um, they they um, were honest about it and said they would do everything to not let it happen again. Mm. Well, anyway, they got good attention. I think it was a nice play, although. Wouldn't yeah, work in every. I wouldn't work for us. I mean, my or in banking at all. I would be. I would be the interviewee with you at that point if that happened at our bank. But 
I do like the play on words. I like that they already had those letters in there, an acronym for acronym for KFC. Mm-hmm. So it worked out well for them, I guess. Hopefully they have some chicken now, so they're no longer searching for poultry. Well, and there's there are PR practitioners that would say, don't bring it, like, don't, you know, there are people that didn't hear about it, don't say anything. But yeah, this is one of those things that... You aren't losing them anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's chicken. Yeah, it is chicken. Th- that's a big thing that we've, I think we've talked about privately more than we've talked about on the air, that on the bits and bites, chicken? whatever. No, of the difference, like, people over, especially, and I'll give you a segue here, ready for it, at conferences... Those speakers that get up and talk at conferences relate banking to things like fast food. That don't relate at all. Well, like, I can go eat at Wendy's or McDonald's for breakfast, Wendy's for lunch, and KFC for dinner. I can eat three fast food. What are these places you speak of? I was, I, my, we were too wealthy to eat yes. places like that. Well, while you continue to speak around your silver spoon, you can do that. You can't go. You can do business with three banks. You can have accounts across banks, but I mean, your banking relationship, th- those things aren't congruent, for examples, by and large, just because of the highly transactional nature of a, th- a $3 meal versus your life. So I think it's worth saying that, that wink, wink, nudge, nudge, at conferences, speakers get up and make some erroneous comparisons. We review all of the critiques of the speakers, and one of the main critiques we see a lot of times is it doesn't relate to my industry or my job. You have somebody that's the head of some big brand, and they get up mm-hmm. and they have a billion dollar budget, yeah, or, and they or, talk about fast food, or they talk or David about David Beebe gets up and has like a war room for social media, and your compliance, which office is totally even, awesome, by it, the way, it, it is. It's fantastic yeah. if you're a big enough brand, if you have enough stuff coming in to address. Yeah, they're Marriott. Yes. yes. I mean, somebody didn't get their reservation. They need to be over there to be there. But you know, your compliance department won't even let you—not you, but the yeah, you're a ten branch won't even let you, but won't let you like tweet back at somebody. Oh, that might verify that they have an account with you. And so nervous. Don't do anything, and then you're just getting thrashed. Go back, use your phone, and record that (laughs) sound every time uh, somebody says something. Just play it back to. So two major banks, East Coast and Southern area banks this last two weeks have had complete breakdowns of their uh, ATM debit cards to where transactions wouldn't work. Yours Truly Bank had an evening where we had a posting issue with check deposits, but we, we figured it out in a couple hours, but it was still you know, for an the, issue. It was an issue. I noticed that one of the banks, which will re- remain nameless, was getting absolutely hammered on social media. I mean, just hammered. And no one was responding. They were just letting the conversation kind of spiral on its own out of control and I don't know if it's because no one was at the at the wheel, or if it was because they were too nervous to respond, or if it was because they didn't have an answer. But it was a lot of those things. The other bank had a really good rapid response to their stuff going down, and so you saw a difference on the. On, if you went to Facebook, you saw a difference on the two the two lines of conversation, and that one kind of headed it off while the other one had a couple hundred if not more negative comments and the other one yeah it started but it never got spiraling out of control where you got kind of herd mentality of oh i can't get my money it's down it's terrible they they started responding so when people either search for the hashtag or look to see that name they say oh here's what's wrong they're fixing it they know something's wrong so i don't need to let them know it's going to be fixed here shortly well i mean the thing is is people are going to go even if they don't let's say go to Twitter, even if it's not to complain, to find out what's going on. I mean, is anyone else saying this? Super Bowl, the the, the TV goes black. That's happened 
every Twice. other Super Bowl now. <laughs> yeah. On average, um, people went to Twitter to see, is this a joke? Is this something that's on purpose or whatever? So understand that people are going to go to those media to find out if they're having an issue. Is anyone else if, experiencing if that? If you're out there, Everclear, alcohol, you should sponsor the blackout during the Super Bowl. Just go ahead and plan for it because it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think this, this blackout brought I'm to you by Everclear alcohol. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure they're like everybody else. Like you know, this is an alcohol you should responsibly enjoy, although it is if pretty much a drunk. Like it's made to get you. I I mean it's. I don't even know why that you, or taka taka <laughs> vodka because I mean there's you can just, this blackout <laughs> brought to you by taka vodka. Woo. Anyway, yes. um, the people are going to go to the medium even if not to complain to find out. So there's this debate of what well, do I say anything at all? Like I said earlier about KSC or not? Maybe nobody will notice. You have to at least give some consumer confidence that you know that it's going on. Yeah, because in the city of Tupelo, where we live. The past three years, speaking of blackouts, there's been some type of blackout with our power mm-hmm. about every third month for a You're couple, couple of years. supposed to conserve water now. Yeah, when it's rained for two weeks, but I'm sure that's some water table issue or something that I it's beyond my, yeah, it's beyond my comprehension. But when the power goes out on the Twitters, which, you know, you've still got your cell networks, they're out there posting, you wonder, does the city know that the power's out? So until mm-hmm. there's a response or something online that says, we know, we're working on it, you feel like everybody else, should I call? Should I get online? Should I try to send a message? And I mm-hmm. think that's the same thing to extent with larger brands with banks that might go down on their transactions, restaurants that run out of chicken. You feel you have to let everyone know. So one, they can relax and say, okay, my company is on top of this issue. And number two, it's going to be fixed, and I know they're going to fix it so I can relax and realize that my deposit did go through it's just not showing on online banking chicken is coming next week right. because i'm a crazy kfc fan so i'm gonna i'm speaking for the kfc fan right. but they're gonna know they're gonna have food power is coming back on in the town or at least we're working on it and we're working on it so you know so there's got to be a response you can't just let it spiral out of control you can't just say oh we'll figure it out don't don't respond to that no i mean you got to give an answer. You have to acknowledge it. Again, if you don't know that it's going on, there's not much consumer confidence out there. But to the main meat of this podcast... To the segue that you missed earlier when I was talking about conferences and yeah, just kept... I just ran through it because segues aren't my specialty. Associations and how do you interact with them? What do you do with them? Why do you even go? Why are you a member? Why? 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 Well, there's... For our audience here, it would be state and national level folks in the banking and financial services and understand industry. you probably can't go to everyone every year no but we go to everyone every day <laughs> I, i'm a walking I, all association I do, all i do is go to association no well anyway to kick it off next week the marketing money podcast duo will be visiting the washington state bankers yeah. marketing and communications group yeah so we'll be up near shout seattle out, shout out to y'all y'all won't even hear it before we're there we're, yeah yeah they will it'll yeah. be friday and then we'll be there monday yeah we'll so. see you tomorrow next business day yes so uh so we'll be at washington state up near seattle cedar lodge is that the place yeah it's like down sea tac yeah so we'll be up there next week uh doing our our thing and then uh well, we won't be doing the podcast no. from up there we'll just be interacting as celebrities paid celebrity guests <laughs> yeah that's no. not really <laughs> no. we're just there yeah. because we value the camaraderie also the pacific northwest is an area that's getting attacked by the um competitive credit unions out there that um those no tax paying 
Well, it's ridiculous. I mean, and, taxers. And, uh, I mean, they're you know uh, we're of the people and all this stuff. We're not like those super corporate cutthroat banks. Yet the um, the president of the Pacific Northwest Credit Union Association, whatever that is, I don't know the acronym. Um, they they have fifty percent market share. Credit unions have fifty percent market share in the region, and by whatever twenty twenty, they want to have seventy percent. Sounds kind of like a cutthroat corporate thing to me. So we're gonna go up there and try to shore that up, help them shore it up. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that. Josh can talk to them a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna actually give a presentation. I'm one of their keynotes, sadly. But mm. I guess it was slim pickings. You are but co-chair. I am co-chair, and uh, I'll be well, talking. That's about, what co-chair will get you. It does. It gets you on a stage of shame. But anyway, I'll be speaking a little bit about only after you get there. Yes, yeah, when I get there. So we'll be speaking about geofencing and how to use content and connect with your audience. I also uh, am meeting with the Oklahoma State Bankers in about three weeks or so, and so that'll be another good one. Uh, which oddly we're Before meeting. The wind comes. Oddly, oddly, we're meeting in Nashville with the Oklahoma State bankers so it's because you know people want to get out and see the world so oklahoma yeah so oklahoma where the wind goes sweeping down the plane we also have mississippi bankers sent from them then then you go up to tom brady land brady land he's gonna i'm gonna hang out with him and giselle i may not i may kiss tom on the mouth that's cut that (laughs) (laughs) well there was just so much we're, we're controversy land going to the new england just like the Patriots, so, so nondescript. De- so deflating. Uh, uh, allegedly. Anyway. anyway, speaking of the New England Financial Marketers Association, super excited about that. And you uh, got a, some Virginia banker speaking speakings yeah, Hunter, coming up? Hunter, who's been on the podcast, works for me, is going to be at uh, Virginia Bankers. Speaking about generational marketing will be really, really fun. Uh, I'm talking about how um, millennials, 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 but there's a several generations don't no one i I don't really hear anybody talking about how the the relationship between the generations work and they um, don't they don't but how to from one to communicate from one to another and the benefits and drawbacks of of what a communication uh, targeted at a millennial what that might actually do um to a baby boomer what how how do they uh react to that Mm. so it'll be neat so in other words You'd say we have some experience dealing with associations. Mm. Very we much so. We have at least uh, an association with, with associations. associations. We do. We put the a- in associations. Cut that too. Uh, and anyway, don't cut the <laughs> Please cut that. <laughs> don't do that again, ever. Anyway, back to trying to finish a podcast with Clowny McClownerton over here. It's Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. That's that's good. How do we use our associations, Josh? Why don't you tell us what's a, why even have a banking association in a state level and then at the national level? States first have their own um, issues. I mean, like Louisiana. I don't know anything about banking in Louisiana, but I've heard that the environment, the regular regulatory environment, the statewide regulatory environment, makes it more difficult to bank in Louisiana. I don't know why. I haven't had to figure that out yet. So, if you're from Louisiana, want to hire me to give you some expertise there. I ain't got it, but I can get it. So there's that. There are prevailing forces in your state. Like Texas has a really big, uh, two really big organizations. Texas is a big state, a lot of banks, but banking in Texas is a little different than banking in, say, Oklahoma or, or New Mexico or Nevada. Texans view themselves as very separate. Um, so being a Texas bank has its own issues and then finding those people around you. I mean, the peers who, who sometimes you can share information, it does get a little wonky, right? Cause you, 
you naturally have to compete with these people. That and then the um, lobbying aspect of it. What is your state? How are you guys, how, how are you talking to your uh, state representatives, congressmen, senators to impact banking at a national level? Uh, that can happen at your state level and with national organizations like ABA. The rest of it is just being around the industry. Sometimes you need to be around the industry, and some of that, I hate to say this, maybe looking to folks to hire. I mean, are you around the people that you would be hiring in the future or maybe even working for in the future? Um, that's an important aspect of it, too. And um, these well-curated statewide events and, and national events bring a lot of learning. I mean, it's just concentrated learning. Yeah, I think it's three things. It's education, it's advocacy, and it's networking. And those are the three things you get from associations. And you know, they may claim other things on the side, but really, that's what it is. It's the ability to go to these classes, whether it's a lending class, compliance class, a conference on marketing, a conference on you pick it, they're out there. I think networking is just the overarching thing and, and then the advocacy. I mean, you don't want to be as a bank out on islands, so you join your competitors to lobby together because then you get hopefully a level playing field for everyone and then that's where you differentiate yourself uh, and i've been on some of these uh lobbying networking trips in the dc they're they're pretty fun because you get to sit with your I, I think there's something to be said for sitting with someone you compete with tooth and nail or whatever the expression is every day and all thing. of a sudden you get together and like you know we hate each other in our local market but up here we're on the same team and it's fun to kind of combine forces and go after it whether it be uh, fighting for less regulations or fighting for uh, the ability to do whatever you want to do in your industry because i'm i'm a small government guy not to get in politics but I, I i like i think the bank should do what it does under the credit restrictions it puts on itself and it's interesting to see all these regulations now They've gotten dialed back a little bit. There's some other stuff in the works coming down, hopefully. And, again, it's fun to go up there with networking competitors and, and do that. Well, it shows that it means something. Yeah. Like, this must be impactful. Yeah, if you don't show up. You, so a congressman or senator cannot look at you or a regulator look at you in the face when you've flown, traveled, I don't know, whatever spent many miles, money. spent money to come up there and sit in front of them. You're not doing it because you want to be their buddy. As mm -hmm. much as you might like them or as much as someone might have given a, a pack donation or whatever it is to them. That really makes no difference when you're up there in front of them, uh, especially regulators, because they don't they don't take political donations. So when you're up there talking to them, it's not like, hey, I'm trying to get you in office to do this for us or get you out of office. You're sitting there saying, hey, I'm here. I took my time to come up here. It is that important. I need you to listen. And this is the feedback from my my industry. This is why you're making it difficult for me or or, or um, what would advance the the um, economy. Yeah. All right. So if you're listening to this thinking, why are John and Josh drowning on about associations? Well, that's because we think you should be part of one and be involved with ours uh, from the ABA on down because there's lots of chances to grow our industry and we really need each other to do it. And and so, you know, when you've got the ABA marketing conference coming up in Baltimore in September, uh, I think it's a great way to meet new people and learn a lot of new things, and you could see yours truly there. Well, hopefully we've, we've justified why it's worth going and and again networking finding a platform for advocacy and then your education you have to go to your boss at some point most likely and justify attending this um, i was with a client i don't know touching the financial industry not in not not dead in it they were talking about hiring people um you know how do we find qualified people i mean searches haven't worked you know um, executive search committees blah 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 and i was like do y'all go to any events or you were with people you would hire. And they're like, what? Like associations? Like, like we're we're too good for that. Yeah. Like we can't waste our time going to those. And I was like, 
that's where the exact people for the exact job yeah. are. And if you learn something, and if, you know, and if you, and if you, you know, the other couple of things, but Hunter Young that works for me, we got to know each other through ABA. Chikukure that works for you, got to know him through ABA as well. Who knows who we'll meet at some of these other statewide things. This is really a first foray, and uh, other than our local um, ones, digging into those more. And uh, you know, it's been a um, been a focus of mine to find more state organizations. Luckily, some of them called and want me to come speak to them. But to see what's going on in other regions, NEFMA, this um, New England Financial Marketers, I think it's it's multi it's multi state. I think it's five states. So a neat way to get together. You know, New England states are pretty concentrated and and can travel to a center part pretty easily. There's also reasons as a uh, provider of services that you'd probably want to be involved with your association. Take it away, Josh. <laughs> Miss, um, since I'm not self-promotional, I'll, I'll squander that opportunity pretty quickly. You know, letting people know what you do, doing work for those organizations and, and being able to show off your skills. You know, with us bringing high-level uh, banking expertise, have actually working in it day to day, we're in an odd position because yes, we are in banking every day, but maybe say she still has other clients. So we have restaurants and nonprofits. You know, if you want to talk about retail, car dealerships, car dealerships. If you want to talk about retail, farmers, farmers. Yeah, hey Nat. Yeah, they're providers for farmers, but a one-on-one um, retail experience hard to beat. What goes on in a, in a restaurant um, service relationship. Um, Transaction. Craft beer. Craft beer. Craft beer is the best. Um, liquor. We have liquor clients, I think, um, still. Um, schools, colleges, and all that. You should sponsor the blackout. The bl- I need to sponsor that. <laughs> Bathtub gin. Good for blackouts. <laughs> Not so good for hangovers. Anyway, being able to um, show what you do is, is, um, is important and impactful as well. And for those vendors that happen to catch the podcast, me being a a banker with marketing dollar decisions for my bank somewhat, depending on what the project is. Take it easy in the vendor areas or the whatever attacking you call it, the us? showrooms, whatever. Attacking, not, not attacking, but I got, I'm sorry. I got an email this morning from a podcast. Like I, the, the first few paragraphs were, it's from London. So he must have heard the crappy English, English accent, English-ish. It's like Swedish fish, Swedish-ish. I'm lost. English, we we did some bad English accents here. It's like so. so Me this, never. This guy wrote, um, got the email today. I was like, I really love your podcast. Like first paragraph was like, oh cool. It's like one of the many emails I get from our from our listeners, the dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of emails. The first paragraph was all nice, and then the second was they. I could something. really help you reach somebody. I was like, yeah. well. I anyway, get those all so, the time. so that I, I take that as an attack. I like the flattery. No, I like the. Fl- I get LinkedIn. Yeah, but, I get LinkedIn messages. But I get stuff. Trying saying, to sell something. Well, they all. Everyone's trying to sell something yeah. at some point. But to that point, be cool to your bankers out there. I think it's better when you build relationships with them than just the cold call to come oh, over the to my booth and jump on. I mean, get over here. Here's a thing, and we've got a thing and a thing no, no, and a no, thing. The, the, and the like, worst. Ugh. The worst is I'm writing to talk to you about your contract. And you don't have a contract. Yeah, like, well, and that's another like leading into having one. Well, and there's another new thing where it says, "I'm your representative," or, or I'm, "I'm now." I'm, I took over from Mike. Yeah, as your well, as your representative on your contract, you don't have a contract. You never had one. That that's the new. You know, the old school people are getting smarter at their dumb devious. at their dumb pitches. Is the way I look at it. Yeah. They're, it's either they lead in with, "I listen to your podcast," which 
they probably didn't, or they listened to one. And I'm going to ask this guy what his favorite episode is. Yeah, so there you got that. The other one is, I've got your your contract I'm working on, which you don't have, or I'm taking the relationship over for Mike, and we need to talk about your services. Well, I didn't have any services with you. Well, but we're talking about your services. But let's talk. So, uh, so the vendors that work best with us are just ones you've met and you've worked with. and Provide value. And, but, I mean, that's but what... Usually, I'll, I'll say it. I, I'm smart enough to understand when I need something or when our bank needs something or if someone I work for comes and says, we need this, and I'm going to reach out and find that vendor. I, I, other than one vendor, can I ever remember someone coming to me with something that I just like didn't really know about at all? Like In other words, yeah, I generally have an idea like, no, I don't need another digital vendor. No, I don't need another content provider. Another digital sign? You don't Digital yeah, digital signage. signage. So anyway, we love you if you do that and you sell and support our associations. But you can only really work with one at a time, and then the rest of it is just fighting over the contract. Yeah, just, just which I understand. Just work on your tactics, like banks. We've value. got to work on our tactics too. Provide a benefit and a value. Don't just push a product. It's all you know. If you're parity, I mean, it's what I do every day is is market things that are just alike, and that's yeah. what you do every day. Yep, we market banks that really do pretty much the same thing. Yep. So that's, but that's why you get to give your associations. People do the same things. You to can argue. find out all the same things they do, and yes. then do it, do it that way, a little differently. So. All right, it appears we're running out of steam at the end of this association podcast. Mm. I don't know if you want. Do people want to associate with this podcast? The title is of this podcast has been "Guilt by Association." Ooh, I like that. I like that. Guilt by association. I don't know what that means. It just is taking another phrase from a different thing. That's what, you know, everybody expects me to do as an agency person. It's like, take this thing that doesn't relate and put it together. And make something really neat and fancy. Anyway, we will be in Seattle next week, so we'll listen to this. Looking forward to seeing the Washington State Bank marketers, banking marketers. A couple months. See you guys in New England. Yeah. Johnny will see Oklahoma. The yeah, Okies. and Mississippi's, Mississippi's. I'll see the Mississippis. Anyway. So we got some good association associations coming up. Uh, shoot us an email if you want us to talk about another topic. Otherwise, get involved with your associations. Help the industry to move forward so we can help ourselves move forward. And with that being said, we will disassociate ourselves from your ears right now. Later. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.